0: I mentioned earlier that uh, if you're visiting with us, we're taking care of some family business today. If you're new to Northside, uh, there's lots of things you need to learn about what goes on at Northside. But one of the biggest thing that goes on at Northside is the Know Your Bible television ministry. Uh, we've been doing that for a little over 30 years now, believe it or not. And uh, we've got a handout that you were either given on your way in or you can pick up on your way out uh, that's got a lot of details in it. Uh, I can't introduce every year all the new folks to what Know Your Bible is and how it started and all that, so we put a lot of the details in that little handout. Uh, You can get caught up pretty quickly there. So if you need some information, uh, it's in there. Uh, If you... uh, are a long-time Northsider and understand what's in there. You've probably already checked the parts that you're interested in. Some of you want to know where every penny goes and the money's in there. Uh, An accounting of that uh, is there. Uh, But what we do on this Sunday, Know Your Bible Sunday, uh, every year we take care of financing the program for the next year. I've been doing that for 30 years, and every year Northside has responded, and the program just rolls on. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think of this slogan before, but it occurred to me as I was preparing for this, I thought what I actually do on Know Your Bible Sunday is we report, you decide. Uh, We (laughs) we report uh, on how the program's going and what happens, and you decide whether you want to support it or not. Uh, That's up to you. Uh, When you quit supporting it, the program will end, Uh, That's as plain as we can make it. Uh, As long as Northside is interested in it and sees the value and we continue to do what God wants us to do with it, uh, I believe Northside will continue to support it. So today I'm going to report a little bit. Uh, If you don't know anything about it, like I said, send the handout or we'll be glad to talk to you separately of whatever you want to know about it, we'll try to tell you. I've also put a lot of, not a lot, but a few uh, stories in there about what happens in Know Your Bible and try to give you a little gist of it. Uh, We could do that all day. We could do that all week. There's lots of great stories, lots of interesting stories, quite a few funny stories, actually, uh, about things that happen Uh, with the Know Your Bible TV program. I got a letter not too long ago from South Dakota, and I opened it up, and uh, it was started off, said, I love the program, and then the rest of the letter was correcting us on things we'd got wrong. Uh, Told us a couple of doctrinal things that they didn't agree with, that they thought we ought to straighten this out and uh, all of that, and then along with it was a $20 check. there's people out there that just love it for lots of reasons and think some of it's wrong but still want to support it, so it it goes everywhere and does lots of things. Uh, I want to start by looking at two of our foundational scriptures uh, behind this program, and we talk about these to varying degree every year, but I want to spend just a little more time on them this year. In fact, I had them printed in your handout So you can follow right along. Uh, Luke 8 is obviously the parable of the sower, and we're not going to read all the way through it, but uh, read it when you get home, because it tells us the the basis of this program. Uh, The parable that Jesus told, he's talked about a farmer going out and throwing seed out everywhere. Well, today farmers place it a lot more carefully, but in those days they just threw it. They just broadcast it. And Jesus said some of it lands on a hard path, and obviously that doesn't work. Uh, Some of it lands in rocky ground, and it starts to come up, but then withers. Others fell in thorny ground, and it gets choked out when it grows very far. And he said, but some falls on good soil. And when it falls on the good soil, uh, it produces a crop. Well, We know what that means, (laughs) but the the disciples didn't. They heard that story, and they said, That's an interesting story about farming, but tell us what that really means. And so as you read on down, Jesus said, Well, this is what it means. The seed is the Word of God. And he said, Sometimes the Word of God falls on a place that they're not interested. Sometimes it falls on a heart that's kind of interested doesn't really take root sometimes it falls on a a heart that's interested but the world chokes it out and he said but sometimes it stands it falls on soil that's a noble and good heart he said the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop. Uh, We read that every year, part of it at least, and talk about that's all we're told to do is broadcast the seed. Uh, We just throw the seed out there and it lands a lot of places. Uh, Some of it's good soil and some of it isn't. The other one that we combine with that, because that's our marching orders, is just to sow the seed, but the... Encouragement that we have in doing that and spending as much money as we do and sacrificing like you do to make it possible is found in Isaiah 55. And God starts out there and he says, My thoughts are like your thoughts. I think on a whole different level than you do. I know things you don't know. And I do things that you can't understand. And My ways are higher than your ways. And he gives us an illustration. He says, it's kind of like the rain and the snow. When the rain and the snow come down, the moisture does what I want it to do. It falls on everything. And it makes things grow. And he said, like that, like I know where the rain's supposed to go. And like I make things grow with it. He said, that's the way my word is. Look at verse 11. So will be my word which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner manner for which I sent it. That's an amazing verse. He says, My word, when it is sent out, he says, I know where it's going. That's why his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We don't know where it's going. We just broadcast. But he says, I know where it's going, and it will not come back to me empty. It will go where I want it to go. It will accomplish what I want it to accomplish. It will work in the matter for which I sent it. And that puts a whole different picture on the business of broadcasting the gospel. We don't know where it's going, but God does. Now, I'm reminded of this matter that God talks about. He says it will succeed in this matter for which I sent it. And the longer we're in this program, the more I'm reminded of that and convinced of that uh, about this matter. I'm reminded every week of the astounding truth of Isaiah 55, 11. Let me give you some examples today. I don't know everyone in Pratt, Kansas. I don't know very many people in Pratt, Kansas, actually. Uh, I don't know where the good soil is there. But Isaiah 55, 11, God says he does know where the good soil is. I don't know where it is, but we broadcast there. Well, one household in Pratt... Few months ago, a lady named Natalie lives there. Her picture's in your handout. She's 80 years old and she watches Know Your Bible. She calls Steve Triplett, the minister there at the Church of Christ, and we advertise Pratt Church of Christ every few weeks on the program because they support us. She calls Steve, and her first words were, I want to be baptized. And Steve said, Well, uh, that's a great decision and praised her for that and then finally got around to saying well what brought you to that decision and so she told him "She said, oh, well I watch Know Your Bible and Steve Tandy told everybody how to obey the gospel and I want to do that while there's still time and she went to the building and studied with Steve and Steve baptized Natalie now let me Go on a little further here. I don't even know what show that was in when I answered that question. And when I explained the plan of salvation to whoever asked about it, I wasn't really speaking to Natalie. To be honest, I was just talking to a television camera. I was talking to camera number two. But God had a matter that he needed taken care of, and know your Bible helped. In this matter, it will succeed in what I sent it for. South Dakota is an area that we started broadcasting in a little over five years ago. Uh, our Really, really a mission field, a much different market than the other ones we're in. Uh, Last month I made a trip up to Sioux Falls to check in with folks and hold a seminar for them. Uh, They were excited. They, They mailed flyers out to everybody that had ever taken a Bible correspondence course or they had their name from anything associated with the program. They sent flyers out and advertised my topics. They also sent flyers out to all the churches in the area. Uh, and there very few churches in the area, and there are few and far between. But anyhow, we had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday seminar there, and they were thrilled. Now, it's a small congregation. Uh, but there were about, total about round 10, we counted up, uh, students or viewers that came at some point during the seminar. Uh, there were six congregations represented. We did a church seminar thing, too, about church growth. Uh, By the way, Bill, almost everybody there asked about you. People want to know how Bill was doing. Uh, they're, They're fans of the program. Some of the things that happened there, I think, just illustrate what the program does. On Sunday, a family I was staying with, I said, what time we got to go in the morning on Saturday night? And they said, well, we got to get up a little, we got to leave a little early tomorrow. We got to go pick up somebody well, so, okay with me, so I got in the car and off we went, and we drove and we drove and we drove out in the country and further out in the country, and I thought, where in the world are we going? And I said, who is this we're going after? And Jim said, oh, this is our first convert. This was the first guy that we baptized, you have to know your Bible started here, and he doesn't have a ride to church, we have to pick him up, and he wants to come this Sunday to hear you, so we're going to get him, which was with me, but as we kept driving through the fields of South Dakota, the thought occurred to me, I wouldn't have thought that God had a matter to take care of clear out here. But he did. He did, and when we broadcasted, it went there, and it didn't return to him empty. At the Saturday church seminar, I met a fellow named Wayne Sharp. He's a minister at Yankton, South Dakota. Yankton, South Dakota has about 17, 18 in attendance on Sunday mornings, small mission church. And Wayne told me about a fellow named Danny that called him up one day and came to the building, uh, told him that he had been sprinkled as an infant when he was young, he was an infant, he was Catholic, Uh, But he had been watching Know Your Bible. And he said, I decided I needed to be immersed. Uh, Wayne immersed him into Christ. Now, Wayne lives in Yankton. He knows a whole lot of people in Yankton, probably. But he didn't know that God had a matter named Danny. He didn't know that there was some good soil somewhere in Yankton, uh, that just needed some seed. God knew that. Met another preacher named Jim Mettenbrink, who I'd met before. He's one of the longest-serving preachers up in that sparse mission field for the church. Preaches in Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, Jim spends almost every penny that he can raise or find from anywhere on advertising Know Your Bible. He puts it in the shopping papers, he puts it in the newspaper, he puts it anywhere he can put it, uh, because he lives in that area and he knows that this is a tool that broadcasts the seed and is going to find some good soil. He told me excitedly about some visitors that they had. Now, Brookings, we have visitors every morning. You know, we've got a book where you can sign in. Uh, Brookings, South Dakota, doesn't have visitor's books, I don't think. They don't get them very often, but he he told me about one couple that drove about 30 miles because they had heard Brookings advertised on Know Your Bible. He was just thrilled to death that people came to worship with them and uh, to learn about Jesus because of Know Your Bible. Sunday afternoon at the seminar, we had a 4.30 session for Uh, mainly for area churches to be able to come because they all have to drive so far. Closest church, hour and a half, two and a half hours away. So I was kind of standing back by the lobby door there, and a a family came in. It was all ages of this family, young and old and in between. It was quite a group. And when they stepped in the door, they just lit up like they were thrilled to death. And I assumed that there was, you know, some family or old friends behind me or something that they were excited to see, uh, and they just kept coming. And I thought, well, maybe there's somebody famous back there, you know. And I, I looked around, and it finally occurred they were, they were converging on me, and they engulfed me in the handshakes and hugs and smiles. And one of them was carrying a camera and said, all right, let's line up for the picture, do I hope these people are paying attention to how this TV star thing's supposed to work, you know. Some of these folks forget that sometimes, I think. Anyhow, here's their story. This family lives up in Sisseton, South Dakota, which is as far as you can go northeast in South Dakota without getting into North Dakota. Uh, they live 70 miles from the nearest church. Seventy miles they drive to church uh, when they can uh, in the winter, they usually can't drive to church. Well, the one that wasn't with them was the matriarch of the family, your grandma, she's 91. Uh, what she does every Sunday, since she can't get out to church, every Sunday she invites neighbors over to her house to watch Know Your Bible and then discuss it. Uh, when the rest of the family, uh, the mother and her husband and the kids and their spouses and the grandchildren, uh, when they can't make the drive to the closest congregation, uh, they meet at their house and they watch Know Your Bible. And they told me that we watch that and then we have a worship time and then we discuss what we heard on Know Your Bible. And the little girl in the picture in your handout, I looked over at her and I said, Is that right? And she said, Oh, yeah. She said, When it's over, i got to tell them what I learned. You know, it occurred to me for in a different way than ever that God's got some matters of growing up and encouraging people that know your Bible helps with. It does a lot more than just reach the lost. Two weeks ago I was in Dodge City doing a meeting for the brothers there And I met brothers and sisters that were there because of Know Your Bible. On Monday, they had a preacher's meeting. Some of the preachers from western Kansas got together, and it was good to see some of them again. But we went to lunch, and I sat by Brother Chuck Marshall. Uh, Chuck preaches at Great Bend, and Great Bend is one of our strong supporters. Uh, They've always supported Know Your Bible and believe in it. Anyhow, I was sitting by Chuck, and we were talking about other things, and I mentioned my South Dakota trip and something about the Know Your Bible work up there. And Chuck all of a sudden kind of lit up, and he told everybody at the table, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll tell anybody that Know Your Bible works. And he started telling stories, and one of them, he said, there was a couple that just showed up one day. He said, they just came in and said they'd been watching Know Your Bible. Uh, he said we studied together for quite a while and uh, baptized the lady. And he wasn't quite convinced yet that he needed to, to do anything. And he said then they moved to Pratt. When they got to Pratt, they continued to study, and he's since been baptized there. After lunch, I was thinking about all that, and and I realized I will never know. I mean that was just a chance conversation at lunch. I didn't know about that couple. Uh, I'll never know how many matters Know Your Bible has been involved in, how many matters that God saw and wanted taken care of, and he used Know Your Bible to do it. I've said before that when we get to heaven, we'll finally figure that out. Uh, There are going to be people looking for Northsiders, uh, looking for the people that put on Know Your Bible to tell them, thank you for sowing the seed. And we broadcast in, from Rock Island, Illinois. It goes into Illinois and Iowa, in that area, uh, in the Quad Cities area, if you know where that is. Davenport is one of the, Davenport, Iowa is one of the Quad Cities. There's a preacher there named Randy Schilling, and a few, about a month ago, I guess, uh, he was home. He was sick, actually, and plus it was his day off, so he hadn't planned to go into the building. Uh, But there was a service tech called and needed to get into the building. So he ran up there to let him in, drove in, and planned to be there about ten minutes. Uh, While he was there, a young lady pulled into the parking lot. Uh, Her name was Jenny, and she found him and wanted to know if she could talk about baptism. And Randy didn't really feel good, but he thought he could probably do that, so he did. Found out she was a Know Your Bible viewer. Found out that she watched for a while and then had called in one day and got the operator in Burlington, Iowa, who signed her up for the correspondence course. And she began taking the course with a grader named Roberta, who many of you ladies know from the Women's Conference. Uh, after getting through some of that course, she decided she needed to be immersed. Uh, she didn't know for sure what to do about it. And this day, she happened to be driving down the right street and saw a church of Christ. And so she pulled into the parking lot at the same time that Randy happened to be there. Uh, Don't you love coincidences? Just how those things happen sometimes. His ways are above our ways. I, I wouldn't have planned that one out that way. Maybe 15 years ago when we started broadcasting in the Iowa-Illinois area, maybe then God knew that there was a very young girl that in about 15 years would be really good soil, would have a good and noble heart. Maybe he figured out that in 2016 there would be a matter that he needed some help with. Maybe. This past Friday, I visited Dewey Sanders in the hospital. Um, many of you know Dewey from an old-time North Sider. Dewey's not doing real well. He's got lots of physical problems and had had surgery the night before. So I dropped in to see him. You know, the very first thing Dewey told me, the very first thing he told me, he yeah, said, I want to thank you for that Know Your Bible. So I want to thank you for putting that on. He said, you and Toby do a good job. He said, I can't really get out to church anymore, and I love to watch that program. Then he went on and he said, now my neighbor, he said, my neighbor, he never darkens the door of a church building, except for a wedding and a funeral maybe if he has to, but he watches Know Your Bible every week. He said, he tells me that what you get is you get eight or nine short sermons, and that's a good dose. (laughs) I don't know what kind of soil is in that neighbor's heart, but that's the point, is I don't know. I don't know. None of us know. And our only job that we saw in Luke 8 was to sow the seed in as many places as we can. When we sow it in as many places as we can, we've got a promise. That promise is that if it goes forth, if it goes forth, it will not return empty without accomplishing what he desires, and without succeeding in the matter for which he sent it. That's what we do. Well, we're about out of time, so I've reported. Now you decide. what you have to decide is if you want to help support this effort or not. Uh, Whether you want to participate in this matter. Paul calls such folks partners in the gospel. We've got a lot of different kinds of partners in the gospel. There's a pledge form in your handout that you can use if you want. It's self-explanatory. Our usual practice is we ask that you take that home with you, talk about it in your family. Uh, Some of you may have already made your mind up. Uh, But think about it. Pray about it. Discuss it with the kids. Uh, talk about whether this is a mission effort that you'd like to help with. It's, you won't find one that spends a higher percentage of its money on actually spreading the gospel. It's very, very efficient. And from some of the stories I told you today, it's also some very, very effective. Uh, I said we've got lots of partners in the gospel. Let me just tell you about two Uh, that kind of cover the spectrum. Last year when we went through the pledge cards, uh, somebody handed me one and said, look at this one. It was for $10. $10 might not strike you as much, but it was from a young man, a very young man, who didn't have $10. Uh, But Kellen had listened to this report, and he said, I want to help with that. And his folks asked him, well, where are you going to get $10? (laughs) He said, well, I'll work. You give me some jobs and I'll work. And Kellen raised his $10, and in a few weeks he brought it to me. Uh, We've got partners in the gospel like that. We've got some others, uh, like one case I want to tell you about, not to, to brag on anybody, and we usually don't mention people by name, but since... This fellow's already gone on to his reward. I'm going to mention him, Bill Hopkins. Uh, Bill Hopkins passed away this year. I didn't get a pledge card from him this year. Uh, he passed away and he was a KYB fan. Uh, his wife Juanita had watched it while she was alive. he had watched it when he w- wasn't able to get out and come to services. Uh, he liked know your Bible. Uh, when he passed away, his three children, uh, all gave a significant part of what he left them, to know your Bible. Uh, Bill wasn't a rich man. He was a retired school teacher, uh, But he, he left them something like people of that generation do. Uh, he left a legacy. He left a legacy of generous children. And uh, we thank Bill and his, I mean Mike and his brother and sister for what they did. But uh, beyond the generous children, he left a legacy that a lot of seed will be sown because of Bill's love for Know Your Bible. Uh, How much seed? I don't know. Our rule of thumb has always kind of been that it costs about a quarter every week to send seed into a household. About a quarter a household is what we average. Uh, So as you decide what to do in this matter, what you're really doing is deciding how many households you want to reach. Uh, Kellen last year sent the gospel into 40 households. Uh, Mike and his brother and sister sent it into a lot more households. When I think about households and reaching who's in them, it occurred to me that Jesus one day said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. And he went to Zacchaeus and he told Zacchaeus the truth. He had a matter in Zacchaeus's house that he needed to take care of. It occurred to me that Peter was told, you go to Cornelius' house. And Peter went to Cornelius' house because God had a matter in Cornelius' house that he needed to take care of. He sent Paul uh, to Philippi, and Paul ended up in the jailer's house. Because God had a matter in the jailer's house that He needed taken care of. Now, sometimes I wish God was still giving directions like that. You know, I, I wish He was pointing out, "You go to this house. There's some good soil there." But He doesn't do that anymore. But you know what? He still knows which household needs a preacher. He still knows where the matters are that He wants taken care of, and. For 30 years, he's used Know Your Bible to get into some of them that nobody else could get to because they don't even know where they are. He knows which household needs a preacher. And he promises that if we send it, it will succeed in the matter for which he sent it. There's a lot of good and noble hearts here this morning. Uh, There may be a good and noble heart here this morning that the seed has fallen on, but uh, they haven't decided what to do about it yet. Uh, You know that you ought to obey the gospel. Maybe you don't know exactly how, and if so, we'd be glad to tell you. But if you know how and if you're ready to obey the gospel, we'd love to help you with that this morning. Uh, If you're here and need to respond to the Lord's invitation, or if you have something you want to share with this family as uh, one of our members, that'd be great. Our elders are going to be here at the front. Let's stand and sing this song. If you need to come, come.